It's sometimes impossible for co-ops and condos that want to build or improve their property to do the work without accessing the building next door. And sometimes your neighbors are not so neighborly and won't grant you that access. But there is a remedy and Heather Steele is here to tell us about it. Hi, Heather. Hi, good morning, Paula. Um, good morning. I understand you uh, represented a building that wanted to add an extension and ran into an interesting problem. Can you tell us what happened? Yes, absolutely. Um, our client was a uh, condo that wanted to um, build in the rear of its property um, that required the condo uh, doing some foundation work and having access to the lot line. And so they would have had to remove a fence and uh, the neighboring um, property, the owner um, got into a dispute with our building as to where the property line was. They had actually built up to our building's fence and um, were encroaching on our, our building's property. And so instead of negotiating um, sort of reasonable terms of access, they were demanding a payment um, in order to allow uh, our uh, client to have their land back, to use their land. So it was in effect sort of a, a backdoor uh, adverse possession uh, sort of argument. That seems pretty unreasonable. What happened next? Did you petition the court? Yes, we actually did petition the court for access. And um, the court essentially found that because there was no uh, adverse possession litigation before the court that the terms of access that we were requesting and had proposed to the court were reasonable. And so in lieu of allowing uh, the neighboring property to extract this exorbitant payment um, from the client, the court actually um, granted the, the terms of our access agreement and granted uh, to the neighboring property a license fee. Um, which is usually what would be granted in an access case of this sort. Is this typical that a court, how does a court typically intervene? Do they help the parties negotiate an agreement? No, they, the court usually only gets involved if and when the parties can't reach an agreement on their own. Um, then the party that's seeking access uh, can petition the court um, under the uh, Real Property and Proceedings Law um, and the statute, uh, which is RPAPL 881, uh, basically provides that the court will uh, provide access on such terms as justice requires. Um, so it's still in the discretion of the court whether to approve the terms of an access agreement, but essentially the, the statute um, builds in a presumption that if the access is necessary to accomplish whatever construction or whatever uh, project is, is uh, needed to be done, uh, then the court will essentially allow it, um, but just seek to make sure that the terms are fair and reasonable. And in this case, or in general, what, uh, what things should boards be careful to include in uh, an access agreement with the neighbor, particularly one who's being a little bit bulky? So um, generally, the, the more sort of reasonable um, an agreement is and the more that one can demonstrate that it's necessary, the more likely a court is to approve the terms. The court can also impose some of its own terms. Um, 
but uh, at the outset, uh, the application to the court needs to be supported by facts that demonstrate, um, you know, the extent of the work that uh, that is proposed to be done, um, the duration of the access that's proposed, um, the necessity of it. So. Um, an affidavit from an architect or an engineer explaining why um, the access is necessary, demonstrating that the work can't be done in a less intrusive way, that sort of thing. So I would imagine in this case, the fact that you got the license agreement meant they sort of seeded the issue of where the boundary, where the lot line was. Is that right? Well, in this case, the, the court essentially um, informed the neighbor that their demand was unreasonable and wasn't going to be granted. So the choice was to either agree to a to reasonable terms of access and uh, thus be awarded a reasonable fee or to just uh, to just lose uh, and, and have all of our terms granted. Now, of course, you always want to sort of bake in provisions, right, to make sure that your license agreement covers you and protects you. Are there certain provisions that boards should make sure they include in these agreements? Sure. So uh, from the perspective of the, um, the neighbor um, that is being intruded on, let's say, um, they want to make sure that there is uh, insurance in place so that any damages that are incurred um, as a result of the access can be covered. Um, the license fee generally covers um, just their inconvenience for the neighbor accessing their property. Um, but certainly if there are uh, you know, specific uh, property protections that need to be in place, and these things can be like you know, temporary scaffolding, uh, things to support excavation work, and those are generally things that uh, you know the court would look for to be sort of reasonably included in an agreement. Um, from the perspective of a client like ours or one that's seeking access to a neighboring property, um, one would want things like um, specifically defining the access period, uh, making sure that there are terms in the agreement that are clear about when it begins, such as after inspections are done, after permits are granted, um, and also making sure that there are damages or remedies clauses in case any sort of disputes arise after the uh, agreement is entered into, uh, that if either of the parties breaches the agreement or if access is refused or something is not complied with, uh, that uh, there are remedies that the, the party seeking access can, uh, can look to. Now, for the board, um, could one of those provisions be um, if the uh, neighboring building doesn't meet the terms of the agreement, what can you do? Can you withhold payments? Is that a, um, a good tactic? Um, that can be written into an agreement. In fact, the license fee, the terms of a license fee, um, are usually monthly. Um, the court will impose it almost like a sort of use and occupancy fee. Um, and so what that means is one would want to specify in the agreement that those uh, payments are tied to uh, specific points in the access period. They're almost akin to the progress payments that one would put on a construction contract. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, on a certain date, if the access isn't being provided, that particular payment would be withheld. Now, where do things stand with the building now? I would imagine that 
negotiating an agreement, um, you know, isn't the end of the story that problems can still come up. Has that happened here? Problems can still come up. Um, we've hit a few hitches. We've had um, some back and forth negotiations with opposing counsel. Um, but as for now, things are going smoothly. Uh, usually the court will put in a provision that uh, if there is uh, any difficulty with access or compliance with the agreement, that the parties can come back before the court. Um, so that would be the, the ordinary uh, remedy that most parties would seek. Okay. Now, just to sum up, uh, Heather, what's the takeaway here? What do boards need to know? You want to engage, uh, I think, competent counsel. Um, someone who is experienced in helping to negotiate these agreements um, to make sure that uh, they are reasonable at the outset and if uh, the need for a petition arises to make sure that you have all the pieces in place to demonstrate to the court um, both the reasonableness of the terms and also just the necessity of the access that you're seeking. And do disagreements sometimes go to litigation? So is that something also you should be prepared for? Uh, they often do. I, I'd say probably uh, seven or eight out of out of ten of these types of disputes um, do end up in some type of litigation because, you know, properties are close, land is finite, and um, it's almost a, a foregone conclusion that when uh, a building wants to make some sort of change or improvement or alteration, that um, there will be issues that involve neighboring properties. So sort of the board should be forewarned that uh, problems are likely to come up. Um, Heather, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Paula. Bye-bye.